sometimes Christians that are involved with some form of justice work um, are kind of seen as really progressive or something at the minute, you know, by more <laughs> conservative folks, mm-hmm. you know, and yet um, if we get truly conservative um, and go back to the Old Testament, like we just see that God has always been on the side of the widow and the orphan right. and the stranger and the oppressed. Yeah. You know, and uh, um, and so it runs through uh, the law of Moses and the, and uh, with Jesus kind of readdressing, uh, giving his like State of the Union speech, if you like, sure. on the Sermon on the Mount. You know, it's kind of um, uh, it invites us into that way of life again, where where we um, have to take care of. Uh, human beings that are the ima- in the, made in the image of God as well. You're listening to Justice Matters with Tim Buxton, a podcast inspiring the fight for a world where everyone belongs. Well, welcome back to part two of my conversation with Stu Gerard. He is the lead guitarist for the famous band Delirious. Mate, this was a band that I grew up on. I love them. It's a highlight, really, to, to be able to talk with Stu. Now, in, in part one, we talk about the Beatitudes project that he founded. In this episode, though, however, we pick things up when Stu and I are talking about how to engage with, how to serve and understand and learn from those that are different to us. We discuss issues of interfaith dialogue and really, uh, we really go into our own personal experiences. Guys, it really was a highlight to have Stu on the podcast and I'm just so thankful that I get to share my conversation that I had with him, with you. I was getting in the getting in the flow knowing knowing i was coming in early this morning to chat with you and um and i was listening to the I kind of thought well, what kind of theme do i want to kind of go into work in and i was listening to the uh, the troublemakers section where you've got propaganda and also martin oh smith. yeah martin smith kind of doing yeah. doing that kind of piece and you know getting that edgy justice kind of you know um Hat on, you know, like we're gonna we're gonna talk about, you know, yep. some of this stuff. Um, as we can see, you've got to get your hands dirty. Justice work, yeah, is um, is is more than just uh, advocacy in in one. It's a lifestyle, and it, and it requires it requires you, I think, to to um, yeah, kind of put the gloves on, get. Get down and 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 dirty and do some hard work and digging. Um, I think right now we're finding, um, I'm finding that there's um, a lot of that hard work and digging for me personally, and maybe I'd, I'd like to get some of your reflections on this. Has been in this realm of actually, how am I colluding? How am I part of the systems that are in place in our society, which are being kind of uh, brought into light and rightly so right now. How am I? And I love how throughout even the al the album you've got these interludes of listen, listen, listen. Yeah. Because you know there are there's it, we can see injustice and we can want to just 
jump on and get on the side that we think is fighting right and and get get into it but um but yeah those moments of maybe the the hard work the troublemaking needs to kind of really happen in reflection internally first i think before we can go out is is what's this season been like for you what you know we got a lot of we got just so much pain in our society um yeah and even now in the west we've seen it in in uh in you know i've seen it in iraq up front the worst that you can see um but right now it's mm. kind of confronting all of us um in some real visual visual ways um what's it been like for you reflecting on on, on the season that we're at right now yeah uh you know i have a lot of friends on both sides of the spectrum um and so it's a very conflicting time at times because the noise that comes from our screens into our brains is huge you know uh and Filtered. it leaves you thinking <laughs> well what yeah like what can i uh should i say something or should i not like when is it time to speak up when is it time to stay quiet um and um yeah gosh i mean it it's very difficult to know how to be and so um you know do people want my opinions or do they want uh to see to see me living life differently and so i think that that's where i'm going is that um um how we live and how we love like is is the greatest apologetic um you know we can make so much noise and and uh be full of knowledge um but are we actually living any different so that that's been the challenge for me Mm. is is how do i stay um how do i stay connected to um to the things that matter to me um in terms of the the justice work or the advocacy because you know with the beatitudes project for instance you know you've potentially got more than eight kind of things that you could be doing like honestly that'd be too much Mm. (laughs) you know uh one of the one of the big things for me in the project that i haven't mentioned yet is about interfaith dialogue Mm. so um you know when it came to the meek chapter um we classically you know meekness has been viewed as a virtue in terms of like well it's perhaps when uh, you have power under control and uh, and you're kind of more humble, right? Mm. Uh, but we wanted to look at it a little bit differently and say, well, what about those that have been humbled or humiliated? Like, um, what about the, the people who have been trodden into the earth? You know, what mm. about the people who've had power taken away from them? And um, one of my great friends in the project is a guy called rabbi joseph edelheit and uh i spent some time with him and in conversation with him and um 
uh, we came up with this phrase of meekness as those whose presence is ignored. And um, mm, wow, that's yeah, that it's home. Yeah, yeah, those whose presence is ignored. So, um, you, you know, living in the south, southern states of America, there's a uh, obviously there's the race conversation right and so i spent time with um uh the african-american community in franklin uh descendants of slaves you know um as a white english man like you can't get any more white than me honestly so uh um i was um you know i wanted to know what life was like uh for for those friends and um uh, and then i spent time with um religious muslims um what's it like growing up in america um in the age of isis mm. and in the uh post 9 11 mm. you know um and they're like hot topics right yeah. but um people whose presence we ignore could be the elderly neighbor like what about the the elderly what about the mentally handicapped or the mm. or the physically disabled um and um uh, uh you know, we we ignore so many people. So that is one area of what I discovered uh, when I was doing the Beatitudes project that is really important to me. And I want to make sure that I'm carrying on with some interfaith dialogue. You know, yeah. where my first where my first instinct isn't I need to convert anyone, but my first instinct is how how can I be a good neighbor? Yeah. Um, and what does that look like? You know, yeah. a good neighbor, when someone moves into their house, will knock on the door and, and say, is there anything you need? Yeah. Uh, you know, would you like a coffee while you're moving in? You know, or something like that, right? And mm. a neighbor doesn't say, um, uh, you're going to hell. <laughs> right. No, they don't. Not a good one. That's not going to yeah. get things off to a good start. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So... Um, so it's informed the, the, the project has informed my me, me at this time into wanting to stay um, uh, stay in touch with the things that have been important to me along the journey like interfaith dialogue mm. like um, uh, my friend Shane Claiborne mm. who is an activist and a, mm. a preacher and a pastor and author and what have you, I stay in touch with him regularly. Um, and, uh, you know, he tries to get me into all kinds of good trouble. And, uh, um, you know, there's some things that I can say yes to, and there's some things that my immigration lawyer wouldn't like. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> totally. So, I can um, get that yeah, tension, but, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or your wife, maybe, as well. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Justice Matters is brought to you by You Belong. If you'd like to learn more about their work, empowering refugees to integrate and thrive in Australia, head on over to youbelong.org.au. There you'll find ways to get involved, volunteer and financially get behind the several initiatives they've got going on. There's also a stack of articles and blogs that you'll find there that are really informative and engaging. Now, did you know this podcast is actually a video podcast featured on YouTube? Just search Justice Matters 
TV on YouTube and watch each episode right there. And while you're there, hit subscribe and get notified each time a new video drops. Hey. Yeah. Well, you brought up something I think really important, which is this idea of how do we how do we treat the other, the different, yeah. not just obviously the meek um, um, and their circumstances and their experiences um, in a particular way and their powerlessness, um, the way they're ignored and overlooked. But the other in general, like you said, those that are just have a different faith and belief system or, or have experience, I mean, that... I think that's a profound what's well, a really important um, important thing that we really address right now. How do we treat people that are different to us? How do we listen to someone whose views or ideas about God or ideas about the suffering and the pain and the issues that that are really important to everyday life? Just you know, how do we yeah. listen to people? How do we treat the other? Um, I think it's yeah. a really, really important yeah. thing. Yeah, you know, I think that it takes a little bit of risk, you know, and um, it it takes effort on our part to go towards uh, the people who perhaps we don't know mm. or haven't spent time with or we don't know their story. You know, it's not just about them coming to us to help us understand you know we have to yeah, yeah, yeah. go and meet them and uh, so there's real effort there and then um you know the idea of dialogue um so this is another rabbi joseph thing he talks about engagement is greater than tolerance mm. so oh, i like that oh man you've said some yeah <laughs> great little one-liners <laughs> well they're not mine <laughs> i just remember them <laughs> yeah but um the you know the the idea that because even the sound of the word tolerant is kind of harsh you know mm. i tolerate you yeah um yeah. but um, i'll put up with you you know engage yeah. yeah i'll put up with you you know like engagement is um and he has a great example so he started a orphanage in uh, rural India um, for kids who were all orphaned by HIV and uh, um, and were HIV positive themselves. So they had to have clean water to take their anti-retroviral uh, drugs. Yeah. And clean water in rural India is very difficult Hard to find. Hard to find, wow. Yeah, so um, he was doing a talk at um he, he was presenting a paper at oxford university and um on science and religion and his thing was um you know forget what we disagree about um here's what i need um i need clean water in rural india will you help me as a scientist you know, will you help me do that? Mm. And that that's an example of, like, how do we engage rather than, you know, tolerate someone over yeah. there doing their thing, you know? And so, you know, what? which is why we asked the question, what does it mean to listen right at the beginning? Yes. Because 
I love you it. know until we hear people until we hear people's stories it's very difficult to put a human face on our neighbor hmm. you know um they they're just a statistic up until that point hmm. you know um or someone that we see in the news yeah um and for instance the with the muslim conversation i know that uh, um a lot of people are very wary of um, the Muslim faith, and it just comes from what's portrayed on TV and on news screens mm-hmm. about ISIS or whatever, mm-hmm. or, or 9/11, you know. And we forget that there that it's it's currently the fastest growing religion in the world, mm-hmm. and you know if we were if it was a religious war, the whole world would be at war. Right. You know? <laughs> Uh, right. there we forget that there are people who just want to live in peace yeah and and want to look after their families yeah you know oh and you you make me think of my neighbors in iraq yeah 99 percent of them muslim they were yeah. our closest friends they took care of us they protected us they yeah made meals for us, invited us into their home. I mean, you probably will not get yep. better hospitality and and yep. love. And here I am, you know, uh, my wife and I, my wife's from New York, I'm from Australia, but we both held American passports in a, in, in a country that had, in you know, f- it, from their perspective, whether it be on their behalf or not, had invaded and had and and it, and it involved in a very in, in a military way, and yet their love and yeah. graciousness and kindness towards us yeah. was nothing but um, uh, mind-boggling, really. And yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, when you, that's amazing. That's the story. That's what needs to make the news feed. Um, that's what needs yeah. to kind of be filling our hearts. Um, and I think what happens is, is when, when we do encounter the other or the different that we've maybe been taught to be afraid of, we double down, yeah. right? Like you said, instead of, you know, we double down our defenses of why we're right and why we're this or, or instead of, like you said, we've got to push out and engage. We've got to step forward. Yeah. Maybe just into their living room and have a cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about yeah. football or something <laughs> and realize, yeah, that's right. you know, that, yeah, like you said, we've all got the same dreams and aspirations for our families to live in peace, to, yeah. to get an education, to you follow their dreams. Um, it's, it's beautiful. And, and I, again, that idea of listening, that idea of, of, of going yeah. in first to learn, we have um, we have values for the charity I started here in Australia. Um, you belong, which is what this podcast is associated with, and and the first values are we we un- unconditionally love. Right, it's a lot of L's in the values. So um, there's no strings attached. There's no agenda to this love. It's just unconditional love and elaborate hospitality. And then it's we want to listen. We just want to have a posture of, of just listening to their stories, listening to their experiences. You know, these are families uh, that have experienced incredible trauma, torture, suffering, loss, grief, pain, trying to start their life again. They need to be listened. And in that process, I, I need to learn, not just learn yeah. about 
their stories but learn from them with the posture of humility that actually um, I've got something to learn from you. Um, Yeah. (laughs) The minute we we think, again, we get into this double down, how can I get them to think what I think? Well, how about we first just – yeah, have a humility to say maybe there's something you've got to teach me. I mean, it's 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 sad that we that it's it's become such a difficult posture to take these days. But I think it's yeah, it's so important and just etched again in 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 this idea of of the beatitudes, the upside down, back to front way. Yeah, mm. yeah. No, that's right. And I think you know um, sometimes. Christians that are involved with some form of justice work um, are kind of seen as really progressive or something at the minute, you know, by (laughs) more conservative folks, Mm -hmm. you know, and yet um, if we get truly conservative um, and go back to the Old Testament, like we just see that God has always been on the side of the widow and the orphan and the stranger and the oppressed, Yeah, you know, and, uh, um, and so it runs through uh, the law of Moses and, and uh, with Jesus kind of readdressing, uh, given his like State of the Union speech, if you like, sure. on the Sermon on the Mount. You know, it's kind of, um, uh, it invites us into that way of life again where, where we um, have to take care of uh, human beings that are the image in the, made in the image of God as well. Mm. Mate, I feel like we're just getting getting started, Stu. I feel like we could um, go back and forth <laughs> and just hash this out. Uh, I love though that there are some really really good resources that people who want to continue this dialogue beyond the podcast can actually can actually get into. Um, is there? Yeah. Um, you know, so you've got the e-course and the the, the book, yeah. the film, um, yeah. the album. Um, yes. So, yeah, you know, like, um, yeah, it's, it's book, film, album, artwork, podcast, e-course, and everything is on the e-course. So you only need to go to one place, which really? is um, the, the, yeah, thebeatitudesproject.com. Yeah. And uh, and everything is there. Um, if you, you can stream the, the the music and the albums at, at uh, your normal kind of streaming services, sure. but um, every everything is on like the film and the book and everything is up on the e course. So, oh man, that that sounds that sounds phenomenal. Are there any more like final thoughts or things that kind of come to your mind? You know, that's been on your mind lately. That that. Uh, you want to share or yeah yeah actually you know i think that um you know we, we um spending a lot of time uh kind of being confronted by all kinds of different news mm. and um it's very easy to be saying um well certainly as a as a, a follower of jesus to say well you know, it would be great if my leader or my government, you know, if would uh, model mm. um, this lifestyle of Jesus. Like, we, uh, it'd be great if they if they changed and did this. Mm. Um, and then you can kind of take it a step down and, and say, well, it'd be great if my 
pastor or my church leader or my uh, yeah. local mayor or something like what if they um they followed this way of living um that is that lines up with this upside down way of living in in the sermon on the mount but then i think the most important question is to say well what about me yeah you know so like good. what i love that what 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 if i changed mm. like what if i lived a certain way that was full of empathy and full of compassion and full of um, love for neighbor where i was actually hungry and thirsty to see uh, righteousness and justice break out in uh, in my home and mm. in my uh, in my online life you know or on, in in my town mm. um, and you know because i think that everyone if you had that conversation with them everybody wants to make a change everybody mm. wants to do some good in the world yeah, yeah. but we just don't we just don't know where to start and so um, i think that some of the keys in the beatitudes and in the beatitudes project will actually can actually help us find an on ramp into living a different way that's that's what i would say is like what how do we actually live differently and not just put that onto everybody else that well said Stu. um yeah it reminds me this week by the time this probably goes to air it's probably going to be a few weeks but we're uh it reminds me of a conversation i had with my wife um and if and uh we we sat down and we're like what we've just moved into a new neighborhood here in australia and i you know we've got this this work that that we're is in another community another town in in toowoomba a couple of hours away that are helping these refugee families that we're a part of but i thought what am i doing in my street in my neighborhood like can i get it down even zone it down and so we we've we've sat down and we're organizing a street party to bring everyone on our street i mean we we've come to this neighborhood and we're fortunate to have like a bit of a kind of cul-de-sac kind of street community and and you just find that you just you're waving to people all the time and and you really get the opportunity to really sit down and put this into practice in a in is smaller kind of community as you just your own street that you live on and so we we're, we're really looking forward to to getting the barbecue out throwing making some Aussie yeah. tacos some sausages and bread nice. and bringing everyone together bring a bring a plate and and I'm looking forward to the conversations that we're going to have together um yeah you know just out on the street kids playing talking realize that hey we didn't choose who we got who who our neighbors were um and we yeah. probably all got lots of different stories and backgrounds but um you know uh I think even yeah. you know to put into practice something like well, on my expectations for other people out there to be making all these changes but how can I do it in my my sphere my world yeah. they're the real practical the little yeah. things that are really you know, um important so we'll see how that goes <laughs> hopefully <laughs> Hopefully That's it great. kicks off okay. Um, yeah, but um, but still, it's been great. I've got one one more question. Um, yeah, before we'll actually, if you don't mind, I'll take five minutes on the end for a bit of a bonus round, quick fire questions that I give to uh, right. some yeah. Patreon guests. So you won't great. get that if you're listening to this right now, unless you're a Patreon. But the last question I have for you is: I, I want to finish on positive. What? Like you're you're married, um, 
How, yep. how, how many years have you been married now for, Stu? 36 years. Yeah, believe 36. it or not. Yeah, you must be a grandfather a by now, right? Yeah, I've got Granddad. two daughters. And the, yeah, I've got two daughters who have grown up, and uh, one of them is married, and they have children. We've got two little, uh, two little grandchildren, five oh. years old and a year and a half. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they're amazing girls. So, so in- loving life, and uh, so we we recently moved house, and so I've got a studio in the basement, which is where I'm yeah. sitting now. Uh, so I spend time. Uh, writing songs and uh, playing guitar for different people here. Yeah. Um, when in a non-COVID world, um, I tour as Michael W. Smith's guitar player. Yeah. So we tour all over the country and all over the world. Yeah. Um, doing that, and I love that. And, yeah. You know, just going heading back full circle to Delirious. You yeah. know the yeah. uh, how how I. Uh, approach my life now is that when I have an opportunity to get on a, a, a bus or a an airport situation where we're flying and I'm you know going to be able to play guitar I'm just like a little kid in a candy store again oh, I, I can, love it I, I love it I, I um, uh, because I thought it was I thought it was over at one mm. point and um, and so I'm so grateful to be able to still do that Wow, that, that's so that's so cool, um, and I I love watching you on Instagram. Your your the little behind the scenes guitar kind of licks that you show, and the, yeah. the different different ways you you take us behind the scenes, and some of your older stuff and some of your newer stuff. It's really really cool. But as you're kind of looking right, so you're you're on this. You're on that this the horizon. You're looking forward. You're looking at the world that your little grandchildren are uh, are going to grow up in. And um, what gives you hope in this? Even in the midst of there's a lot of injustice, and we really need to sit with the suffering and the poor and the pain, as we've been talking about. But what gives you what is what gives you hope as you look forward? Ah. Um, uh humanity gives me hope Mm. i think that human beings are just the most amazing things on the planet (laughs) and i know there's a lot of evil being done Mm. um but um i kind of think that before original sin there was original grace and i think that um the i think humans are essentially good and I think mm. that we can all dig and find yes. goodness. So, like for instance, with with um, our grandchildren, um, there are moments. Like people ask me, what is it? What is it about having grandchildren that is great? And I would say, without hesitation, that it's the amount of joy they bring, and wow. um, they haven't learnt that. You know, they just are. They're just kids, you know. And so if we can get in touch with the thing that makes us kids, you know, as we get older, like the naivety mm. and the um, and the, the, the fun wow. and the honesty. Yeah. Um, you know, kids give me hope. Wow. 
Thank you, Stu. Oh, this has been so much fun. Thank you for sharing. Oh, it's great. Sharing your well, heart. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for your work. Oh, thank you. Wow. It's yeah. uh it's what gives us purpose, like you you were saying earlier, right? It gives that sense of purpose and meaning and joy and it takes everyone. That's it's wonderful. Thank you so much, Stu. All right. Thank you. And so that wraps up our two-part conversation with Stu G from Delirious. Now, for me, it was a highlight to have Stu on the podcast. As a kid growing up, uh, Delirious was one of my favorite bands. And so it was just amazing to be able to talk with him. And we do have a more of a conversation that is only accessible if you become a Patreon of the show. Now, that's just becoming a supporter uh, financially. And you can do that for as little as $5 a month. You can support the show and get access to all this behind-the-scenes content and bonus episodes with all of the guests. Just go to patreon.com forward slash justice matters and you can learn more about how you can do that. Also want to let you know as well that any moment now, I will be jumping out of a plane for You Belong. Now, we are doing a fundraising event and we've got stacks of people that are going to be jumping out of planes to raise much-needed and important funds for the work of You Belong in helping refugees to integrate and thrive here in Australia. And if you head over to mycause.com.au, you can learn how you can be a part of uh, of sponsoring myself or anybody on the team. We've got refugees, we've got a 12-year-old girl, we've got other team members of You Belong jumping out. Get behind somebody and help us raise the funds that, that we need to continue the incredible work we're so proud of doing now we get to the point and time of the podcast where i like to thank those who make it possible and i'd like to start by thanking those that provide the music now that's john art and david gungor they're known as the brilliance and they give us the music that we use on this podcast thanks guys as always i like to thank jose biotto who is the audio visual engineer who does an incredible job he is a master i have to tell you And I wouldn't have this show if it wasn't for him editing and filming and doing all the fun audio stuff that I know nothing about. And lastly, if you're enjoying listening to this podcast, guys, would you do us a huge favor and help us by rating it? Wherever you're listening, you can give us a five stars on Apple Podcasts or you can follow us and subscribe to us on YouTube. Spread the word. We love doing this and we want to have more conversations and we want to still be able to do it and uh, let us know by leaving a comment as well or a review we want to know ways that we could improve guys let us know that you're enjoying it and we'd really appreciate it now it's time for me to sign off guys join me for another episode of justice matters for now though i'm your host tim buxton and thank you so much for listening